0: From Cap Street to the world, this is BFF.fm. Hey, how's it going? My name is Alan Moskowitz, and welcome back to the Fake Publishing Millionaire's Hour. This is season two. A little bit older, a little bit wiser. Had a really busy month. Was lucky enough to be a part of the Silver Sprocket table and crew for Comic-Con, which was absolutely fantastic. Just a really good time. Got to see uh, the drummer from System of a Down... um, Kevin Eastman, the creator, one of the creators of the Ninja Turtles and Bill Skinovich, who's done some of the coolest mixed medium comic stuff in mainstream comics in the last pff, like 40 years. Talk about Radiohead covers at a panel. Uh, it was a very, very strange panel, but it was delightful. And um, I wound up reading the new Fight Club, newer, I guess from like 2017. Uh, Fight Club Two by Chuck Palahniuk uh, for Dark Horse. If you haven't read it, it's uh, it's weird, but it has a lot of that mixed medium sort of stuff going for it. Uh, the uh, you know put a band aid on the page and then scan it uh, on on top of the art, or the textures are gorgeous. And uh, I mean, there's a really great Bill Skynovich book for art uh, called Electra Assassin. That's during a time period where. Uh, It's written by Frank Miller when he was on a roll before he started just publishing hateful things and saying hateful things and being a real shithead. Um, Anyhow, that was Fishbone at the top of the set tonight. And uh, I have an interview today with cool friend who has done a book called Data Visualization. That's just fucking excellent. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan listener. There's a good chance if you like zines, you're into Star Trek, but I don't want to make any presumptions about you. But cool friend is going to tell you a bit about making zines in New York, running zine festivals, and just overall being a cool fucking person. A cool friend, if you will. That was cheesy. I'm going to play the interview. Cool friend, your new book is called Data Visualization.
1: Yes, that's right. It is an anthology of uh single-panel... Gag strips that are kind of all uh, plays on, on his name being data. So they're all they're all puns. So we has got a, first one is is a working with big data. It's got, you know, and, and uh, Jordy standing at a, at a little control panel and oversized data standing behind him. Um, that was kind of the, a one-off gag that just kind of set off the rest of them. The ideas kept flowing, so. I uh, kept working on them, and once I had a nice sizable collection of them, uh, I had the idea to kind of throw them all together and and make a little object out of them.
0: But it's like an activity book.
1: Yeah, the strips in there, and then as you go through, there's like a word search and kind of little puzzles with a uh, Mad Libs and a you know spot the difference with uh, with data and lore next to each other in there. I felt like it was like. I wanted to add something that might be a little bit more fun, you know, than just kind of looking at the comics that you can, you know, look after your screen or whatever, find online, and just give a little extra value to, to make it something kind of fun and, and interactive. I think it was mostly inspired by going on family road trips as a little kids. It was like kind of part of the ritual. We'd always stop at like a gas station or CVS or a grocery store or something. You find those uh, that, the section for for kids where they have the cheap toys but then also those uh, activity books that have got, you know, coloring book pages and little puzzles and, you know, those those like thick books with, you know, tons of tons of pages in them printed on like that really cheap kind of newsprint yeah and just uh, keeping myself busy with those in the back seat you know for hours uh is definitely a, a positive association that i have yeah i think uh i think that there's something kind of funny about doing uh doing a, a next generation tribute in that format because i think uh i didn't really get into next generation until uh, after college because i think it was a little too dry for me as a kid i had a really short attention span so i think that there's there's something kind of uh, humorous to me too about this uh you know, something that I wouldn't necessarily think of as being like a a, a kids a kids entertainment <laughs> franchise being put in that format.
0: Did you also have the toys, but like not watch any of the shows or movies as a kid?
1: <laughs> no, I was I was like I was a I was a hardcore Star Wars head as a kid.
0: Who would win in a fight, Star Wars or Star Trek?
1: Oh man, I guess <laughs> that's <laughs> tricky. I guess it's. Uh, you know, judging by by your standards of victory, I think I think the Federation seems like a, a much uh, a better place to live with a, a higher quality of life than than anywhere in the uh, in the Empire.
0: Yeah, really, just kind of a bunch of very poorly formed governments versus. Well, also like it's <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, of, take, I'll take the post scarcity
0: economy thing. <laughs> I mean, but they are kind of like weird space colonists, you know, like they go around and impose their worldview however vaguely like socialist but still like i don't know they, they've <laughs> got opinions They impose yeah. that on everybody i think, I think
1: it's like that's a it, it raises the question i think is what is a lot harder than it might seem to answer of like are they cops uh you know because it's like i feel like uh the federation is clearly something that's grown out of like uh you know earth Earth government and earth military in particular, it's definitely got a military structure. There's something, uh, there's something, there's something colonialist about the whole mission, but they are, they're spreading, they're spreading a good message, I guess, so.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the. Cops the, for good. I, ugh, Cops for good is like, that's not a, that is never, that is never a <laughs> yeah, slogan. So <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they have to go through, like, boot camp and stuff. Like, Space Force? Is Space Force the beginning of this? Is Next Generation your favorite Star Star Wars? Sorry. Trek? Trek. <laughs> yes. That's the genre.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely the one I've watched the most of. Um, yeah, maybe, I've, I've maybe seen a, a, a handful of episodes of original series, and I'm super interested in, in all, the, uh, all the versions that came after Next Generation, but I feel like... Uh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't I haven't like finished the whole series. I'm I'm amped to watch Picard. But uh, you know, that's the goal that I set for myself. I think since I since I started rewatching it or you know, other than being a kid, I've probably gone through it, you know, maybe four times without uh without making it all the way. So that's my uh that's on my my bucket list. <laughs>
2: on NPR, when they're like, now we come to the time where we ask you to donate. Well, this is like that, but short. Donate at bff.fm slash donate today.
0: <clears throat> hey, you are listening to the Fake Publishing Millionaires Hour, and we've got Cool Friend, the authentic real cool friend, realcoolfriend.com, here to talk to you today. Here's part two of our interview. Yeah,
1: I have a, uh, an, a, a master's in the science of publishing uh, class of 2020. That's so been a uh, <laughs> it's been a, a great time to, uh, to recently have <laughs> taken on some some uh, student loan debt. Uh,
0: is this the first publication that you've put out since 2020?
1: Yeah, I don't honestly know that it would have been on my radar outside of uh, outside of going through that program before I went back to school. I had like started working on a webcomic in like 2016, I think I got like, maybe like eight or nine pages in. I was totally doing it a page a week and, you know, totally writing it as I was going. And uh, it was my first attempt. And I think that, uh, I think that that caught up with me before too long. So other than that, I've kind of just done maybe more more self-contained, kind of one off. I think through going back to school, like I definitely came out of it uh, with the idea to to put together an anthology. Um, that was kind of the origin of wanting to print something. I also, like, I, I interned at, uh, at Valiant Entertainment, um, that comics publisher they do, like, the Exo Man of War and uh-huh. Bloodshot. Uh, I got a lot of really good advice, and, and one of the things that stuck with me was, like, if you have the means to get people together and, and hear how a project and put it out, that's... Uh, one of the best things that you can do um, to get out there and, and a better odds of getting a job. Uh, but I think after the pandemic hit, you know, I definitely took took a financial hit. I think my, my network shrunk a little bit. Still wanting to put something out, I kind of just uh, figured I could do something on my own.
0: Where can I order a physical copy of Data Visualization?
1: If you go to realcoolfriend.com, I've got a little section on there for a uh, for data
0: visualization where did you come up with the name cool friend
1: better than a band name um, it was gonna be my uh, solo solo music music project uh, after like playing playing in bands through like high school and college um, I kind of got a little bit more interested in like not gaming as much but doing like a home recording songwriting uh kind of studio singer-songwriter kind of thing. That was what Cool Friend was supposed to be initially. <laughs> the name comes from a, uh, a friend of mine that, I, that uh, when he used to get mad at you, he had this kind of like passive-aggressive catchphrase almost, and be like, wow, are you being such a cool friend right now? So i uh, was <laughs> so totally uh, uh, reclaiming that, I guess.
0: So you used to play with, uh, we had Dennis Jones on the show I want to say last season. I'm calling them seasons now. When I take big breaks, um, <laughs> we had Dennis on last season, and you are uh, part of the big old octopus septet. Is that the right amount of? Yeah, name?
1: the uh, the amazing octopus septet.
0: Yeah, that's a super group from back east. <laughs>
1: yes, <Yeah. laughs> we the, uh, the 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 best and brightest of.
0: Who was interested <laughs> being the best and brightest out of Westchester county it's kind of like the x-men right e- exactly yeah yeah Dennis was our child was idiot I want to go to that fucking school Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> damn Gotta get in there.
3: Right, we go, we only made an octopus set. You didn't love me like you said you would. Mm-hmm. Try to make you love me like you said you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't mess with that till I messed it up. Come on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on baby, don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat. I right, rock this boat, said, Oh my goodness. Bottom, the door, go. I'm locked up
4: tight. Yeah, whatever you say, but I guess it's always been like that. Yeah, just another day, when I sit back and I take this crap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where if it sounds too good, it's probably natural. Yeah, I know that way. That Minded what life was all about Cause if that age ran, you know everything If that age, no one can tell you anything Should take it, should break it you are never gonna make it should, should take it, it should,
3: should break, break it you are never gonna make so it So she'll take it
0: It, that was the amazing octopus septet uh dot bandcamp.com if you're trying to hear that again that is a defunct but well-loved uh east coast supergroup from uh generally around yonkers and the bronx and if you haven't heard of them now you have um i wanted to play a little bit of the solo cool friend stuff that cool friend was telling us about this is my jazz voice community radio community 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 radio community community
3: community radio community radio for the San francisco music scene
0: bF.fm best frequencies forever. That's the new flying raccoon suit. It's called Runaway. Uh, fuck. That drum film in the beginning, right? Shit. Um, let's get back to our interview with Cool Friend. We're going to talk a little bit about the Punk Island Festival in New York City.
1: Half the year. Uh, it was my first time working with Punk Island um, mm. in New York City. It's like a all-day, all-free music festival got in touch with the group there uh about taking on the zoom trap for this year kind of organizing that and that was a uh, it was awesome i didn't table i felt like i kind of wanted to uh focus on the the organizing side instead of putting.
0: Yeah, I remember Punk Island. That's been going on forever. I always thought Punk Island was on like Randall's Island or something.
1: Twenty nineteen was the last year uh, that they did it. Um, obviously, like COVID and everything, coming back after the time off, they wanted to scale it down a bit. So it wasn't it wasn't as big of a lineup as it usually is. It was kind of like a, a you know testing the waters a little bit and getting back into it. But um, you know everyone everyone was really pleased with like the crowd that came out, the bands that came out, the, the youngsters and uh, there were like community organizations doing workshopping and all of it 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 just ended up being I think perfect a perfect uh re entry. Are
0: you gonna be running it again next year?
1: Yeah, I think uh I think every everyone's kind of been uh taking a breather <laughs> yeah, it was we we had kind of been going on since uh since basically January, uh with the planning and organizing stages and then the the big event itself wiped everyone out. We're 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 gonna reconvene and start uh start making plans for what's next. This has been uh, been cool friends, real the the real authentic cool friends. I definitely invite everybody to check out my Twitter. You know anything that I'm working on. Twitter audience sees it first, filters through to Instagram, and then from there, what I like the best will make it onto uh, my website. But the handle is real cool friends on all my socials. Website is RealCoolFriend.com. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening.
2: Like music, like supporting the local scene. Like doing nice things? Well, donate to BFF.FM at BFF.FM slash donate today to help keep community radio and the Bay Area music scene alive.
0: Hey, and that is the first Fake Publishing Millionaires Hour back from our short little hiatus. This is season two. Uh, One thing I wanted to start doing, uh, especially after talking to Michael Sweater the other week about how many, like, comics we've discovered through the public library is to just do a brief shout out to a couple of really interesting books I've picked up through the public library, uh, here in the city of San Francisco, which means probably in any other major city, just ask pressure them. They, they love to buy books. That's what they do. They're a library. Anywho. Um, one book I really liked was I picked up a copy of Ed Piscor's, uh, Red Room off of Fantagraphics. uh, Ed Piscor in the past he had a hip hop family tree and X-Men grand design and uh, has a, a very specific uh, kind of retro style of uh, illustration, uh, very intentional, very stylized. And uh, Red Room is a horror comic, uh, a really graphic, gory horror comic about the competing groups that make snuff films that are funded and anonymously watched by millionaires and billionaires and the whole 1% across the Internet Um and it exists as these chat rooms where you get to see the dialogue between these rich people and different various competing groups that uh, it goes into where they get the, they they who they abduct off the street to do this stuff, uh, uh, what kind of uh, costumes and people do. It, it's, it's very intricate and weirdly endearing. The characters are very well written. And uh, it's a lot of unsettling images, very intentionally, but it's done in a very kind of uh, Tales from the Crypt kind of fashion. In fact, there's a, towards the middle of the series, when they start to get into some of the uh, lives of people who've been affected by these snuff films and their birth um, as kind of like mafia hits and uh, VHS tapes in the uh, early eighties. They have a character introduced called the crypto keeper who uh, is full of puns, just, you know, as a crypt keeper is um, at least archetypally in comics. And uh, the other, I wanted to tap into some mainstream cool comics uh, that I found because there still are from time to time, even though if it's coming from Marvel or DC, it's just kind of like uh, a script pitch for a future movie almost. Um, But... Uh, The new nonstop Spider-Man is amazing. It's so good. They just stopped calling it that because it was a limited run and they're restarting it as Savage Spider-Man. It left off on this crazy cliffhanger. Uh, It's written by Joe Kelly, who did um, all of the cool Deadpool character development that gave us the character we like today. Pretty much through the 90s, he ran the solo Deadpool issue that brought in a lot of the split personality stuff and the humor and a lot of the the. interesting things that make him a fresh character, not just a Rob Liefeld muscle guy drawing from the late 80s or a foil to cable who is also a Rob Liefeld muscle guy drawing. Um, But uh, yeah, Nonstop Spider-Man is delightful. Uh, At one point, Spider-Man is going through a chemical lobotomy while fighting crime, and it is just, oh, I haven't gotten so much anxiety reading a comic. I mean, I know we just talked about horror comics, but this one really just evokes... A Strong Sense of Dread, and I can't recommend it enough. And uh, it's also quite gory. Uh, it's got people's brains exploding and stuff. It's delightful. I am a big fan of these two comics, if you happen to find them at your library. And if not, if your library has more Hemingway books than Maya Angelou books, come plain. Let them be aware. And when you do, slide in some comic recommendations. You know, Make sure they update their stock. Get some cool shit. And both of these aren't the best examples of the diverse world of comic books that you can get your public library to stock um they're just things i picked up recently so uh yeah get comics from your library fucking do it make them carry cool shit so that other people can read cool shit i want to leave you with that there's been the fake publishing millionaires hour i'm going to play some more sky punk and get the fuck out of here uh cool friend at real cool friend on like every every platform you tweet
5: I feel strangled I feel torn into Straight out.
0: unfair.